What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. It is myself, Jared Barnes, and our good friend, Bill Mosh, recapping the finale of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. We also cover the new jerseys that the NFL teams have come out with during quarantine. Only six new sets, but we had a lot of fun covering those. We recap the most recent episode of MTV's The Challenge, and if you've been following us on Instagram, which if you're not, Thunderblog Sports is the handle. Go follow it. But Jared Barnes had a whole saga with a quarantine hole-in-one. You cannot miss this. This episode was a ton of fun to record. It was supposed to be a 10 topics, 5 minutes. It turned into 4 topics plus and is almost an hour and a half. I think you guys are going to have a ton of fun listening to this. We had a blast recording to it. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave us a nice little review. Let us know what you think in the show notes, but enjoy the episode, guys. This one was a blast. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. We are doing a 10 topics, 5 minutes format today here on the Bullpen Card podcast feed. Joining me as always, this has become his avenue, my good buddy, from what seems like millions of miles away, but it's really less than a mile. It's Jared Barnes. Waving to you out the window. Waving to me from Francisville. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the command center. We are in we are live in the the home office, the tip top, the crow's nest of the command center this evening. Um, I'm looking Hagrid, quite literally Hagrid from Harry Potter. Um, if we're going to get copyright infringed on, we might as well do it now during our lockdown. Now, I'm going to preface this with saying this is um, day 57 at home for All myself. Right. We're going to get to that when we talk about our first topics and the first three things because, oh, it's day 35 on Fiji. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, all right. Well, Jared's teasing what the first little bit is, but I got to introduce. Always a tease. Always a tease. Always a tease. I got to introduce. Bring me in. A very good friend of ours making his debut on the podcast. It is Bill Mosh. Bill, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Jordy. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I've been up in Erie, Pennsylvania for what feels like months and months at this point. So I'm uh, very excited to have uh, something to do. I feel so honored to um, be asked to do this. So I have uh, plenty of notes for some stuff and I'm I'm ready to go. This is actually my first podcast ever. So, oh, really? Quite, uh, yeah. I've never, I've never been a guest on a podcast. Oh. So I'm uh, so honored to be here. All righty. Well, and talk with you guys. Yeah. Have to make some, uh, some history in your life there. Yeah. But let's jump into it. We do have an update. If you've been following us on Instagram, which you might have seen the post yesterday, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, go subscribe. But first, we are recording this on Thursday night. Last night was the finale of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. Bill and I are both huge Survivor fans. You've heard me talk about it on the podcast a lot. That's how I know Bill. We played Survivor Philadelphia together. Jared is not a fan, but we wanted to give a nod to the impromptu review that our good friend and and regular co-host Greg Piatelli did. 
by having another non-fan review. So Jared, you took some notes, you watched it. What were your first impressions coming into it and then jump into your notes? First off, before we get into the notes over here, happy belated birthday to Greg Piatelli. Called him the other day, bastards phone screened me. Two two rings, click. Well, he's pretty busy with work. He's uh he works for the city of Boston and Don't care. specifically in their like city events. So it's been a kind of a we know, wild ride hair. for work for him. Don't care. <laughs> but I love him anyway. So, Survivor, Survivor. It's been a few years since I've watched it. Okay. What was the last season you watched? Good good question. Glad you asked it. Uh, we're going to move on. Couldn't <laughs> um, tell you. All I remember is we talked about before, 20 years of Survivor now. I remember Richard Hatch walking around, wrench swinging. Rudy, RIP Rudy. Love him to death. Wish he was still with us. That's what I remember. That was what? That was 98? No, it was 2000. It was 20 years ago. I'm not good with math. Not a math guy. Moving on. So I broke this down into sections. Okay. The the days. So I'm going to preface this with it's 39 days in Fiji. I made a joke to you last night. I don't think I'm going to repeat it for this podcast about (laughs) being in Fiji for 39 days. R.I.P. Fiji at Lehigh. Oh, I get it now. Now you get it. Oh. I was a little confused at, some point, at one point as well. Yeah. All right. Jeff Probst, I'm so happy you know how to use an Allen wrench. Proud of you that your 16-year-old helped you put your set together in the crate that was sent to you and all the cameras and the, in the ramshackle shack. Don't give a shit, dude. That was 10 minutes too long on that. Moving on. <laughs> Um, I actually have here, okay, Jeff, shut up. That was my thoughts. Um, fire tokens. What is this, Pokemon? What happened here? Did we pay an elf? So Did we get things? Talk to me. So fire tokens were introduced this season. Okay. They were, far. everybody started out with one. And basically okay. the concept was is that you could buy different things. They weren't going to do reward challenges. Although apparently they did some that never made air. Um, but you could buy like a tarp for your camp and when you got voted out, you bequeathed a fire token to another player. And what ended up happening was people went to the edge of extinction, including Natalie, who we will talk about in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And Natalie was the first one out and they had different challenges that they could do. She mentioned going up and collecting logs and and fetching them for that camp. And sometimes they would find advantages on the edge of extinction that were no good there. So they would sell them to players in the game, and that's how they accumulated fire tokens. That's how Natalie was able to buy so many things. It, the yeah. idea of it was supposed to create a survivor economy, and it wasn't totally fleshed out, which I think you probably could have guessed coming into it. Uh, some people wanted a full conclusion. Some people were trying. Some people in the game were trying. Some people speculated it was going to be, and some were trying to negotiate. We saw that a couple times where people said, "I'll let you win immunity if you give me." one of the fire tokens because eventually they started winning fire tokens for winning immunity. Um, so like you started seeing a little bit of a barter system there, but it wasn't totally fleshed out and it's apparently going to continue on and, and be yeah. a long tradition. So hopefully it gets more fleshed out as survivor continues, but bill, what to were your fair, thoughts? To be fair, it was a little bit more fleshed out than some of the twists we've seen on survivor in the past. That's true. Yeah, I mean, with with Jeff Probst as the as the executive producer these days, and not to bash him, like he does a great job. He loves the show clearly, but I mean, 
I think sometimes uh, Jeff needs to have a little bit more of an editorial eye with his uh, twists and advantages that he throws into the game. He's learned a lot. Yes. He, does, he has learned a lot. He learned a lot last night. So you're telling me fire tokens are the equivalent of cigarettes in prison. Perfect. Yeah, kind that's of. A perfect that's analogy, a really actually. good analogy. Yeah. I won't say what else I was thinking. Another advantage, but moving on. $2 million now. Look at that. We're moving on up. Especially also new, also new this season. Especially in an economy that is tanking right now. Glad we have that going. I like that. So, day 35. I come in at day 35. This okay. is day 57. Like I've I now just started the clock. For those that don't know the format, I did not explain this. It's 10 topics, 5 minutes. We put a clock on you here an alarm. We're doing this as a supersized one. Jared teased it. But it's going to be a three a three parter, so I'd put fifteen minutes on the clock starting now. Okay, day fifty, day thirty five in Fiji. It's day fifty seven for me at home here in Philadelphia. Give me a break, folks. I don't care if you're out there. I think I have a mouse in this house, maybe a cockroach or something. I'm living this right now. I look like I've been on Fiji for thirty nine days or thirty five days. Moving on. Boston Robin Amber, great to see them. Pleasantly surprised. I knew I knew Tony was familiar. I couldn't remember till the end, and I went, "Ah, Tony." Yeah, I think I think we both told you a lot about Tony and his speaking llama or llama, um, as he says. You know, Tony, I like the things he do. You know, hey Tony, if I could, I would be you. Um, oh, that's the wrong Tony. That's Tony the Tony the Tiger. Um, Natalie buying advantages. So that the edge of extinction. That was the first time I've heard of that. Not since the dinosaurs have been extinct have I known about edge of extinction. Um, that was interesting to me to see that, to see how she's bought her way back in. And I, I actually put here with all her advantages, she tried every way to fuck that up. Yeah, she really, she really did fumble oh, her right. way through at least the first part. And then once she got through that, that post, the hitching post, she was fine from there. Except for she didn't put the, didn't put the rope up on the rope bridge. Oh yeah, you're right. That's right. She did fall through. Got to go back. Okay, whatever. But first person voted out. I thought that was interesting. A lot of full circle there. Um, now we're on to day 36. If you want to, do you want to talk about day 35 at all um, or you just keep going? So we referenced Jeff learning emotions. I, for oh, one, started bawling both at Ethan talking about beating cancer as well as Tyson talking about, you know, how Survivor was this job that he thought was the only thing that could fit him. And now being a dad is an even better fit. I just thought both of those hit pretty hard. Uh, I was a big fan of Tyson going in and I had watched Survivor Africa, I think was the second to last season I re that I watched for the first time uh, before it. So I was fresh on the, the Ethan hype train and was pretty bummed to see him go um, pretty early, which was so Jared, the edge of extinction was premiered a year ago and this is the second time they've done it. It's a little controversial because people getting voted out and can come back in. And as you pointed out, Natalie had all these fire tokens and can buy herself back. But it was nice to continue to see these people because you got to see that their stories and their arcs a little more fleshed out, which I thought was nice. Um, that being said, if it, Edge of Extinction never comes back, I'm totally happy with that. But, Bill, what, what were your thoughts on kind of just the end of the Edge? Yeah, I think I, I think I could do without the Edge of Extinction. Maybe if it was, like, online-only content. Yeah. It didn't take away. We've talked about this a lot before. We've um, said if it wasn't part of the one hour we get every week it'd probably work a bit better um it would in, it would make people want to get cbs all access it'd be more online content there'd be more content in the show everyone would sort of win for me though uh, the biggest thing i liked about it this season was honestly amber though uh she had a lot of really great moments very 
it's kind of wild to think at the very end of it, after what, almost 16 years, she still has a lot of almost regret that she's considered a bad winner. She, she alluded to, uh, she knew that even though she won all stars that people wouldn't be happy because it was Rob's season and stuff like that. So it's really wild to see how much the show impacts these people's lives. And even the people who won, you would think, okay, they won, they got the check, no regrets. Right. But we even saw people like Michelle, people like Ben, they have a lot of regrets. Yeah. The Sarah and Kim secret scene. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah and Kim for sure. There's a, it's wild to see that even the winners can have so much like regret about the way that their seasons play out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Jared, continue on with uh, day 36. Day 36. I'd screw that puzzle up. I can guarantee it. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at that. Michelle. Girl, slow but steady wins the race. Ben, I threw my straw hat on before. You make me so disappointed. You came out ramshot, you're rip-roaring and ready to go, and then huh, petered out. Michelle wins the immunity challenge. That was big. Um, also, Michelle, a lot of wedgies. I think that's the biggest thing with her, wedgies. The she whole kicked time. the puzzle. She did kick she the, kicked the puzzle. Like, she kicked yeah. the puzzle. She did it the first time, too. It was the same. Uh, yeah, she's, she was, won that challenge before. Yeah. So. And that was what I thought was very interesting. She did take her time, and then she went, yeah. and it was there. Yeah, she knew exactly how to do it. Yep. Exactly, which was yeah. great. Um. What does this say here? Oh, my next note is, what is Natalie's deal? When they got back and she's talking and she's, you know, trying to everything and anything. And I was just very interested in her dynamic coming in back to that. And she's like, oh, so what do I do here? This is civilization. What happens here? Do I swim? Do I this? Do I that? I'm like, okay, you're really playing up on this. Um, Man. Sarah, that was the first time I've 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 seen Sarah before, or Lucia, as Lucina. she likes to be um, And also to the the whole conversation about gender roles, and if a man does it and a woman does it, it's different and all that, which is true in society. But between the two, to tease the day thirty-seven, to tease that they bring it up again, but we'll get back to that, and then. The dominoes started to fall with Natalie going, oh, I've hidden immunity idol. And then, oh, Tony, I got one. Mm-hmm. And then Ben, and then everybody going, Sarah, the fuck? We thought you had the girl-to-girl code here, and you didn't. Yeah, yeah, Tony reading the room perfectly. And Sarah, who, the big part of her game was that she was everybody's best friend in her first game. Mm-hmm. And she... I'm sure we didn't see them have this heart to heart and, you know, whatever Natalie might've said, cause you mentioned it, that Natalie played up this, the jury thinks Tony's going to win mm-hmm. uh, and, and all of this stuff to try to blow something up and throw a grenade into this you know room that you haven't been in where presumably there's five tight connections. Cause you see her talk to Michelle and Michelle goes, no, I fucking hate these people. Uh, so she just assumed like, Hey, I'm immediately on the out. So I need to throw something in there and obviously had an idol that she had previously bought way back at the merge. Um, but yeah, rushing up to, to tribal where Tony reads the room and after, well, let's talk about the votes. It ends up being a tie or actually a zero, zero was it to zero tie because all the votes were nullified. The second time we've seen this, the first time is in the first season I watched live in second chances. Uh, I think the second time, right, Bill? That it hasn't happened since. Yeah, then? yeah, I think the second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, second chance was the first time, but interestingly enough, because there was so much immunity, 
we find out that there's the possibility of a fire making challenge at the final six, which I would have loved to see. Unprecedented. That. Yeah. yeah. It would have been cool. I mean, and I think there's like the idea of, of tiptoeing around getting someone out that you wanted to or just making the move and, and you know, they, they got Denise out, who was criminally undershown this season. We were both you and I were very excited to see her play, but you know, got got kinda lost throughout all the chaos there and played a really good game. But chance of going out. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it, Jared, that, that Tony knew exactly what to what to do, and because of that, he and Ben had to burn their idols and and kind of start back from square one going into the final five. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you said, Denise, Denise got D nice got voted out um, there. I mean, that was the fire building thing blew my mind. We'll come back to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, that was ju- that was just very interesting to see that dynamic now that they have that um so that was day 36 yep day 37 not much there um other than natalie has a horseshoe stuck up her ass uh to find the immunity idol again and then she tells sarah come on don't do that don't 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 (laughs) and then tony's up in a tree like a toucan i'm like what (laughs) is the spy nest (laughs) yeah there's Spy nest, a spy cave. No, it was so in his first season he just hid in the bushes and it was a spy shack, and then he came back the season that Sarah won and he got voted out really early. But his idea was that he wanted to dig a hole and he called it a spy bunker. In reality, it was like six inches deep. He threw a bunch of leaves on him. Yeah, he threw yeah. a bunch of leaves on him, and I think he did it once, and then he quickly like, got voted out. That SpongeBob episode where he covers himself with sand and his nose is still sticking out. Yeah, yeah it was Even basically months. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote here. I currently look like Ben without the tattoos, and then um, I can't believe Tony came back and won that immunity challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Tony winning all these immunities this year, or this wild. Year, well, this year, as we've learned, they are throwing away season thirty-nine. It's all. This was the entire 2019 filming of Survivor, <laughs> but Tony, Tony won. What he won four immunities this season. Four, he was yeah, Tony, four challenge wins, which is incredible because the previous, the first time he won, he never won anything. Um, and yeah, to to ride by the seat of his pants and just play this great challenge game. It, you know, we'll we'll get to the results, but it's just incredible to see Tony doing the what. Not a lot of people thought he was going to do, Jared. A lot of people thought he was going to go out pretty early like he did in Game Changers, Season 34. Um, hmm. Oh, that, I think I skipped ahead a day. So, Day 38. No, we did the Day 37 vote. Wait, that's, oh, yeah. that's right. I, I didn't. So, we have oh, ben, yeah. Ben's oh, conversation yeah. with Sarah. Friends are worth more than money. I'd vote you fuckers out in a second. That's my <laughs> Send it. That's a goal. Put that on the board. Uh, but <laughs> but Ben um, saying, look, Lucia. Lucina. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Lucina, you can um, you can you have my permission to vote me out. Yeah. Very interesting move of what he. Very interesting. Yeah. What he wanted to do. I mean, I don't know. He, so he mentioned later, Jared, that he was a controversial winner. He the fire making challenge at Final Four was introduced his season. And if not for it, he would have gotten knocked out at Final Four. Um, so I, I don't know if he just saw this and he didn't want – he kind of realized no matter who he sat next to that he didn't have a shot and he didn't want to 
be dragged to the end only to just get blown up by 16 different people or what what it was you know cuz i i don't know necessarily if he getting voted out get and like he him telling sarah to vote him out you know if he slips that if he slips on out that information it may not be the best information for the jury to yeah. find out like oh well michelle would have gone home if you didn't just fall on your sword yep. it's more you doing it than sarah so i you know it was very kind of a weird one two step or whatever the hell you want to call it of, of what he did but bill what do you feel about it i think he knew he couldn't beat anybody left maybe and i think for him his pick to win was sarah and, yeah. and i think he saw the writing on the wall i think natalie coming back from the edge i think she said a lot of things to ben tony and sarah and that's why they were all so emotional i i really think he it really was the the ian rosenberger or the 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 aaron reichenbach move of they wanted friendship back well eric didn't want friendship back that was something different but yeah. you know we've seen <laughs> we've seen 15 years ago someone give up a final immunity challenge because they wanted friendship back and i think something happened to Ben where he learned about uh, feminism the night before from Sarah. And he yes. thought this is the right thing to do. I have to let my friend have a better shot. I think he wanted Sarah to win over Tony and he saw a way that she might have a bit more of a resume if, if he let her do that. So it's very interesting. I, I, I definitely can't wait until Ben does some exit press so we can hear more of his thoughts on it. Cause for now, all we can do is, is speculate why, why he did it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, his thoughts are going to be really intriguing. Mm-hmm. His Sarah's is going to be really fun to hear. Both like oh, yeah. I know they've done some exit press today, but long form interviews if they do it on Rob as a podcast or or wherever yeah. you consume your Survivor content, um, they're going to be really fun. But yeah, so so not to yada yada it, but we get to the vote. Ben ends up going home, where yeah. Sarah flips. What I thought was really interesting, and not to just jump over your notes, Jared, but. I thought it was really interesting. We just went right to the challenge there because of we, when Sophie went home and Tony flipped to pull that off the next episode, Jared, we get to see Sarah really get after Tony about this. Like you went behind my back. You made me look bad, all this sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. which kind of came back around with Sarah being like, Hey, Tony's getting credit for a lot of this. We were, you know, aside from this one step, which she doesn't say, but you know, that's the narrative. Um, again, it's an edited show, so there's probably a lot of stuff we didn't see from either of them, but the show is, yeah, it's not big brother. It's not, there's not live feeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, um, oh, fuck, what, it's not love is blind. No, no unfortunately yeah, not. It's not love is blind. Oh, that'd be, I wish survivor love is blind would be an incredible crossover. And then you have to sing, listen to your heart at the same time. All three <laughs> of those together. I've won't... not watched the bachelor. Listen to your heart. Well, don't even think about it. It's, it's bad. Worth it. Sorry. Uh, skipping it yeah so I, I thought it was really interesting i would have i would have i don't know if it'll be a secret scene or what of seeing tony talk to sarah in the mm-hmm. fallout of that vote being like hey like hey if we wanted to turn on ben i would have turned on ben as the alarm goes off and we are continuing bernie this Sand- conversation when did bernie sanders get here that's a, uh, my tony impression's not that great but God damn. but Ooh, I, oh, I'm t- but shit. He, no, i would have loved to see that but we go right but before we go into the final immunity challenge, Jared, any other thoughts you had on the, the final five vote? No. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I do. I lied. Um, Nat and Michelle versus Lucina and Tony. Would the girl power win out? Was the bond strong enough? And then I the, the Michael, what's his name? Let's get ready to rumble played in my head. <laughs> 
Love it. Yeah, so we get to the final challenge. Jared, what did you think about the... Uh, we were talking about this in the Survivor Philly group group chat of how to build it, and I said, get your connects ready. What do you think about the uh, the great ball factory? A ball in one hand is better than two or three in the rack. Thought that would make sense, but it didn't. Um, they had right. something like this in the Carnegie Science Center growing up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they something. have one. Yeah, they have one in, in the airport here in Philly. So, would have been ready for this. Tony's old man reflexes played out pretty good being the first one out. Um, then Sarah got into her head and got out second. And then Natalie went in the damn thing. Her reflex is very good. I thought she Quick. mistimed it. I was, uh, I thought it was going to be really close. Then Michelle got, got a little closer at the very end. Not yes. that she fell. Um, then, then you come to find out it's a fire off after Natalie wins immunity and she plays the immunity idol for Michelle, meaning it is a Sarah Tony fire off. Yeah, so you choose to take someone. So she cho- right. she took Michelle with oh, her. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which the in the previous Edge of Extinction season, Jared, to mm-hmm. your point of saying played the idol, the guy who came back won the final immunity challenge, and he gave up immunity to someone else to then go into the fire making. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people now given the you know the result of everything think maybe natalie needed to do that as well and go into fire but she felt safe yeah this is my biggest sticking point with this competition you have a whole day to learn how to build these fires with flint and steel longer than that they, you they have 38, 38 days they have 38 days yeah you have, they have more than the whole one game day. no yeah. no 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 the way they gave it to them they're just they never showed them shave the magnesium off you shave the magnesium off into your fiber, like Tony, Tony did it first and, and there, and then he shuffled it in. You don't want to get that shit on your hands, first off, because you can get a burn there. Then you do the flint and the steel. And then you have, if you get a spark, you have to bring it up and you got to blow on it or go down to it. Mm-hmm. And then you start making a teepee. Not all the, I want to do this. I want to prove that my Eagle Scoutness, me and Matt should do this. If we can get Matt, because Melanie is all into place around Philadelphia. We can get Matt to play because Adams wants to. So we can get to Stefano. That would Man, be you get three Eagle Scouts in that. That would be awesome. Wow. Three Eagle Scouts. Who you uh Adams is right. Yeah. And Matt to Stefano. I love him to death. Worst Eagle Scout ever. But he's still an Eagle Scout. So I still don't know how that happens. Hey, you got you get the rank. You got the rank. I know. Can't take I know. it away. You earned it. It's like being a Marine. Um Yeah, I really R.I.P. Ben. It's being a Marines. Mm-hmm. Ben was a Marine, Jared. That's the yeah. backside of that. So a big, oh. a big plot of his, uh, of his season was that he was getting over PTSD. And when he won uh, in the okay. right. in, in the reunion, instead of interviewing most of the cast, Jeff Probst brought out Ben's Marine buddies and he talked to them patriotic. instead. Yes, it was very, very patriotic. Um, <laughs> and then Sarah explains her emotions again. Uh, so you're oh, talking about guys. after you're talking about after Tony won the fire. Yeah, it it, it just pissed me off so bad. I saw red. Well, well, Tony was more emotional. Tony was he in was. tears and was almost inconsolable. And Sarah was. Oh yeah. Like no, don't be upset. Don't be but sorry. When she was off camera talking, one on one with the camera man. Sure. And- yeah, her final words. Yeah. But no, Sarah was the. I mean, she was the rock there for for Tony, and I think. You know, not that Tony needed a champion to quote Zeke from from 
the jury of, of Sarah's season, but Sarah is the ultimate Tony champion. I think this season mm-hmm. kind of proved that and reestablished that because T- Tony originally blindsided Sarah pretty badly on yeah. their season Kageyan. So they yeah. healed the relationship a little bit in 34. Didn't really, we didn't really get a chance to see it because Tony went out so early. So it was, it was really great to see this alliance that back in season 28 before she got blindsided, it seemed like it was going to be this long-term relationship. So kind of, I mean, this season brought a lot of things full circle, which I think the the Jeff talking to people and talking to Amber about her things to Bill's point or Tyson talking about like, hey, a decade ago, I was a guy doing bike flips in a 7-Eleven parking lot, which was his audition <laughs> video, Jared. Um, and now I'm a dad and this is the greatest job ever and survivors helped me learn that and all this stuff. Like, I think, I don't think we're going to see a lot of these people again. And I think this is a great send off for a lot of them. Yeah, because they're all in their 60s, for Christ's sakes. Well, Michelle is our age. Adam is like 32. Wendell is 34, 33. Rob is going to get Social Security soon. That is true. Rob is pretty old. Which, it's funny, if you go back, Jared, they did a season called Millennials versus Gen X. And they really played into, like, the Millennials are lazy, especially at the beginning of the season. But it's really funny, if you go back to the early seasons of Survivor, it's Baby Boomers shitting on generation x so rudy. it's funny to see like how t- rudy's one um oh what's the guy on, on africa's name um frank the frank or frank yeah. yeah frank is like fucking generation x that is so lazy and entitled. <laughs> so lazy and entitled uh yeah, yeah. so it's funny it's funny to see that evolution jared to that yeah. to that point of the different ages of people although amber still looks like she's 21 so what do we know yeah no, we don't we don't so my next note was, who did you think would win here? I thought it was... To- I I really wanted Michelle to win, and I thought she had a pretty good shot. Tony played a really good game, and and the fact that he even made it to the end, I think... I, like, my head said Tony, my heart really wanted Michelle to win. Because I, yeah. I coming into the night, I was like, instead of Vontae Mack, no matter what, Michelle, Michelle Fitzgerald, no matter what. Bill, who'd you think? Yeah, same boat. I, I wanted it to be Michelle. Um, I wanted her to have that, that uh, validation and redemption of uh, no longer being the controversial, as people on Reddit call her. Uh, I wanted her to have that moment of proving she was a good player. And I think she did. It's unfortunate oh, yeah. she didn't get any votes because I think she was some of, I think she, for people who voted for Tony, I think a lot of them probably had Michelle as their number two, probably yeah. more than voted for Natalie to win. Um and I, I, I just really wanted her to, like, have it. But I think for the, the the narrative of the season being, like, the all-time greatest winner, it just feels – it feels scripted that it was Tony. Like, it almost – it feels unreal. If you had yeah. told me six years ago that Tony would become a two-time winner, I, I would not believe it. Yeah, it's so. pretty wild because we had this conversation at the start of the game that Tony probably Biggest is going to go out Huge in the target. pre-merge. And Sarah. And Sarah, and Sarah, yeah. Sarah Jared, day one. Yeah. They they put so before the season, every day they had a different person holding up who the, who they would vote out first. And to be fair, the women only knew who which other women mm-hmm. were playing. The men only knew which other men. Although some of them guessed and went cross gender. Yeah. I think two guys said Sarah, and like four women said Sarah. Yeah. So the fact that she got through the first couple of votes is a huge testament to her. And she played a great game. I I was not a big fan of Game Changer. I think mainly because it was such a letdown to me. And I think like to and and unfortunately, I I think I attribute 
that to the winner because they represent the season so well. There was a couple yeah. things advantage getting that I didn't like in the finale, and I think that just left a sour taste in my mouth. But Sarah, I mean, I really, you know, sweetened up on Sarah from this season. She played really well. But with Tony, I mean, he makes the merge. And we said, can we talk about for a fact that Tony made the merge when he's kind of mm-hmm. still invisible a little bit? Then he turns it on and we're all like, well, how long is this going to last? Yeah. Because, you know, he started he started to revert back to season 28, Tony. And we're like, well, there's no way this can happen. And as it was pointed out by Rob on Rob's podcast, Rob's sister Nino, Jared, who played in the Amazon, um, he's like, you know, we thought this in season 28, and somehow he made it to the end, and the same exact thing happened. Like you said, Bill, it was almost like it was scripted. Yeah. Just him and Sarah being number one and number four. Yeah, it was, it, it was wild. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I would never have guessed that the, six years ago, if you told me that Tony and the girl who he literally cheered when he voted her out, yeah, he, that they oh, would have be the tightest duo of all time. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Yeah. Because Jared, when she came back for the season called Game Changers, a lot of people were like, why the fuck is she on? Mm-hmm. And then she ends up dominating this game. And the only thing that really in the, the aftermath that just that Sarah brings up is that she made everyone think that she was their best friend and then immediately turned around and voted her voted them out. And some people are still bitter about it as they pointed out in interviews. And I think that's where a lot of you know, Sarah feeling like she wasn't, you know, she wasn't very confident about it. And, you know, a lot of the conversations about gender and everything started to stem, stem from, um, so, I mean, it, it was a really, I think everybody felt redeemed in that quality. Sadly, Amber went out early. Danny went out early. Two winners, two female winners who Amber addresses it directly. And Danny, you know, if you put up a list of anybody's rankings of winners, is not really up there because she, she beat the radar by staying so far she, under it. Well, she, she, you know, she's up there on my list. Yeah, she's up there on your list. And I, and I thoroughly <laughs> my enjoyed list is questionable season, though. Was it season eleven, Guatemala? Eleven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoy that season too, but you know, sadly, sadly, she went out pretty early, so we didn't really get to see a ton of her. But I, I mean, Jared, to, to shed some more background on on some of the gender stats, there have now been six male winners in a row, and since. Uh, in season 23, 24, and 25 were three women winners in a row. And since then, there have only been th- there have only been three, three female winners. And they are Natalie, Sarah, and Michelle. Who were... So the three most recent female winners all made... Three uh, of the final, final four. four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, Denise is the most previous one, too, and she came in, and mm-hmm. she came in sixth. So... <laughs> Then we'll take a look at it. Uh, number one, where was Rupert? Rupert's ever won. He won a, he, Survivor yeah. did give him a million dollars at one point. Yeah, they, that's true. So he has. So they could have. They probably could have brought him back and pretend like he did win. Um, number two, sounds like the AL and the NL in the All Star Game baseball reference. What from uh, men, men and women? Yeah. How so? Well, like the AL has been dominant for forever. Yeah, it's so there's a lot of gender politics that come into it. For a while, it was immunity. That's the conversation. Idols. That's the conversation. Yeah. And Jeff. Uh, so a lot of it was immunity idols and women not finding it. And there's been a large swing back from that since season 37 was David versus Goliath. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, the, the trend of women finding idols and immediately getting voted off ended with this season and a lot of them getting played correctly. 
Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting because in a snapshot of every season, really aside from last season, where if you want to Google it, Jared, go Google it. But with how last season went, with everything surrounding it, um, and oh, yeah. just Tommy in the in the the after the finale, that's the that's the one that really sticks out. I know Ben has controversy with Chrissy and with the fire making and Chrissy kind of getting screwed there. Cause they didn't even know about the fire making until day 38. Um, Chris is the other one that I think if you want to point it to like Victoria got pretty screwed out of, out of where she was at. Cause yeah. Chris did the same thing that, that, that uh, Natalie did to Tony. Chris did that to Victoria. So, you know, I think, I think there's a couple in there, but in, in a snapshot, you know, not a lot of women made it to the final. Sadly, um, very few of them got votes. You know, very few of them got votes. Yeah, Nat- yeah, Jared, Natalie was the first one since Ben's season, season 35, to get votes in the final tribal. And it kind of stinks because, like, running through it, Nora maybe should have gotten a vote or two. We all, in the, in the moment, it seems like a lot of people in the moment of the finale either loved or hated Nora last season. Yeah. Laurel sadly doesn't. And if there's no fire making and Wendell goes home and it's Angela and Laurel, does one of them steal votes? So maybe it's the fire making may, may have something to do with it. Um, in season thirty-seven, if Kara ends up winning, she probably goes home anyway without fire making, um, and she didn't win final. And she didn't win the final immunity challenge. And I, I, you know, I don't know if and Angelina didn't get votes, so it's it's safe to assume she wouldn't have anyway. But <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's tough. It's it's tough yeah, there. Yeah. I think as the show goes on, hopefully, as Jeff continues to learn about feminism, he learns how to, you know set it up better uh but yeah i don't know we're three dudes talking about this so that's a i think we're the most qualified yeah, to discuss yeah. It for sure yeah. it's like Congress. um the last tribal council not wet enough some of them folks did not look not wet, wet enough. enough if you are walking poor sophie is the takeaway from yeah that. poor so poor yeah. sophie sophie's choice you walk miles on the beach to get to fire to tribal council and you're oh, and you're dry bullshit secondly on the beach no yeah. you did it i want to see the wetness yeah secondly easy easy sailor secondly everybody got pneumonia there every single person got pneumonia there or covid they brought it back hot take Outwit, outplay, outlast. This was this was far before COVID yeah. was well, an issue. This was a year ago they left. Well, uh, you don't know it. We had it in December, apparently. Uh, outwit, no votes for Tony. They they mentioned that he had no votes. I can't remember. He, he was immune a lot, though. People yeah. keep saying that, but he did win immunity four times, which is a lot. But I mean, yeah. Uh, outplay. Natalie was a dealer. She was the drug dealer with the fire tokens, essentially. Um, and then out last, I don't have that. Uh, but um, I wrote down Lee Corso, not so fast probes for some reason. I can't remember why. That was a half a bottle of Pink Whitney in at that point. <laughs> so, yes. So Shout that was guys. Yeah, always and forever. Do they sponsor this? No. We just both like spitting chickens. <laughs> oh, my God. We love them. As I drink my Kevin Hayes beer. Mm, um, <laughs> Drambuie, it's delicious. It's kind of like Survivor-ish. Oh man, so, I miss when beer was a was a reward on Survivor. When they'd get like sneakily drunk off like oh, half a yeah. bottle of wine, it'd be hysterical. That'd be my that'd be my worst fear on the show. If I I would just 
I know I would say way too much and ruin my game and then probably get really sick and be miserable. And I would just uh, like a, a lose-lose situation. The, Who was the, the alcoholic Joe Del Campo? Who was the dude that fell on the fire? I remember that. Um, oh, we don't talk about him anymore. Redacted. We don't talk yeah, about yeah, him. We don't talk, Michael Scoopin, we don't talk about him. Yeah. All right. So we're going into the final vote when yeah. Pro was uh, huffing fumes in his garage. Um, I think that was the not so fast pros. I thought Michelle was going to win because everybody hates Tony, like everybody hates Chris, and Natalie came back. So I'm like, I think Michelle got this. And then and then I'm like, oh Michelle, how are we doing? And I said to Bill, I was like, what does she do? And that's where we got. So I was wrong. No votes. <laughs> I was really bummed yeah. Michelle didn't get any votes. Same. I thought they were I thought they were at least all of them were at least good for a couple each. Um, You know, you don't want like, and obviously any sort of outside relationships didn't end up making any difference for Michelle. It might've for, for Natalie, like Jeremy ended up voting for Natalie Mm -hmm. and they they played on the same original season, Jared, that Natalie won. Um, I think we got to blame Wendell. Yeah. Yeah. They kicked it too much. So Wendell, Jared and, and Michelle used to date. That's what her. Well, they were kick, they were kicking. It. They were kicking it, as he as he or, said. Or or they were kicking it. No, they kicked it. They kicked it. Kicking it's the same thing. We're just okay. All right. When you meet Wendell, you can tell him that. Okay. Well, yeah. Wendell's from here, so we go to his parties frequently, Jared. Ah, look yeah. at you. Yeah. So, um, Tony, I um, especially being in New York. No, he's from New Jersey. He's a New Jersey Three, police officer. New Jersey. They were all in New Jersey. Yeah. They're all in New Jersey. I'm not very, not much a fan of his comments. They didn't seem very, I mean, I get get it. You're winning it. Congratulations to Tony. He won it again. $2 million. He and his family were there. But to just hear him talk, I'm like, in a time like this, he goes, oh, a million dollars changes your life forever. Dude, there are so many people around you without a job right now. And just some of his just, it didn't sit well with me. Okay. For some for some reason. I don't sure, know what it was. That's fair. That it was just like he was like, oh, well, it, this just this just sets us up. Not saying that to that athlete adage of, oh, Kevin Hayes, real nice job that you bought all those pizzas for people down at Hop, but at the same time you didn't donate money. Well, here, so this is what gets me about Survivor. So that's that's my thought on that. Sure. Was, no, that's like, fair. What yeah. Bill, what do you got? I don't know why. Okay, so this is what gets me about Survivor. We know it's a million dollars, but 600000 after Obama takes half of it, right? Yes, is the and... great Jeff Kent quoted. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent, Jeff was, Kent was on Survivor. Survivor. That's even after Barry Bonds and him fought. That's cool. Next. Yeah. They love they love a controversial baseball player oh, on yeah. Survivor. John Rocker was on Survivor. That's Jared. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was on Natalie and Jared's first or Natalie and Jeremy's first season. Yeah. Wow. And Jeremy but, uh, and Nat- yeah. Natalie threatened I to beat him up. I saw that yeah. clip. Oh yeah, I sent that to you once. I think. Yeah, I think you did. I yes. think you sent it to, to yes. all of us in, in the coaches' corner group. That's um, right, Coach Bill. What What gets me about the whole thing it's like okay you know if you know you're gonna win and you know you have to pay let's say four hundred thousand dollars on taxes and you two can correct me if i'm wrong because you guys know a lot more about finances than i do um 
if you know you have to pay 400,000, you definitely do. If you know you have to pay 400,000 to taxes, when you win it, before you have to pay those taxes, why don't you make like a $400,000 donation to charity that's tax deductible? Yeah, that's that's a, a good call. That's what what because then your your net take home is going to be more and you get the publicity yeah so so it's interesting you say that bill a lot of people and you get to donate to charity a lot of people are throwing that out as a potential solution for baseball to come back with all the talk Mm -hmm. of salaries and everything of how they can do it because baseball players be helping out those in need therefore Mm -hmm. like they can still get the money they want but they're getting it prorated and making a tax deductible idea so that's a really good good call and to jared's point in this in in this economy um, to do something like that would probably look good. And maybe some have, I mean, we don't, we don't know what these people have done with their money except for Richard Hatch. That's the only one we know. Well, I mean, Adam made a Adam. Oh yeah, you're right. Adam immediately donated to stand up to cancer. Um, Yeah. Circling back to Ethan. Holy fuck. I was, I was dead when he said that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're not dead. I was bawling in tears, but yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good point, Jared. I didn't even think about that because as I said to both of you, Tony's house was fucking nice. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. you know what? He's he's not walking the beat. He might not. He's not yeah. walking the beat anymore. Um, but yeah, I was just like, just something. He, in the moment, mm-hmm. he wasn't astute to what his surroundings were. Yeah, and it's hard to be that way all the time. Don't get. I'm not always politically correct, as we know. None of us are. But just something in just his words. Yeah. He's I, also, I, he, he's also just, I, I, I'm a believer in like survivor players are just people. They're yeah. not people Absolutely. in a position of power. Like they shouldn't be held to a higher standard. Unlike someone like Jeff Probst, right? Like yeah. he's in this position of power. So I think it's fair to hold him to a higher standard. The survivor players are just people, you know, it's like they have their own goals and like, what they want to do with the money. And I don't, I don't think it's, I get it, but it's not completely fair to hold people to like a bit of a higher standard just because no, they I want agree. to be in show. Hey, like know? MJ said, he goes, I wasn't trying to be a role model. Yeah. And that's a fair point too, of like, of where Michael Jordan was at. And for those that have not been watching the last dance, Michael Jordan got a lot of heat for not supporting a democratic candidate against a very racist Republican candidate back in the day. Uh, right. and said, Hey, I don't want to be a role model and all this stuff, which buy sneakers too. Well, there was also that the Republicans buy sneakers which, too, which, which goes with that. I mean, not to make it is the political side does not yeah. to make it. Political. If you want to go listen to the fuller in depth yeah. by two white people, myself and my fiance, Emily, go listen to real sports, the coverage that we've done on the, the Michael Jordan doc. Well, it's three white people here. So it's, I don't know if that's better or worse. To talk about the Michael Jordan race race relations with other black people. Um, any other thoughts on Survivor though? Before yeah, we get Survivor. So season forty one, we didn't mention that season forty one. They're committed apparently to getting back for the fall season in the midst of a quarantine, where we know that some parks are open. Quarantines. Yeah. Yeah, the quarantines. The the next generation. You heard a. Uh... They've been called Gen Z, but I think they're now the quarantines. They're also called, I believe right now, they're called the founders. The founders. Founders. That's, I believe, the quote now is the founders because they're founding things. Hmm. Interesting. I found a penny today. Does that make me 
a founder. Interesting. A finder. But yeah, whatever they end up doing for season 41, if it's they turn it around in a in a month, they film it all in August, or they do it all online, like the circle. Yeah. Oof. Well, none of, none of the schools are open, so you can't do it on a playground where you're going to find half of these kids. I mean, it's, it's just like to talk about another reality show. Apparently, The Bachelor is going to go Geritol. And that's the last thing we need is some old dude breaking a hip, getting it on. Oh, that's right. They are doing an old person bachelor. Yes. I forgot about this. Yes. Cor- that, the bachelor ended before quarantine started, and that feels like it was five years ago. Oh, yeah. And Love is Blind was there, too. And, and, and if you didn't know, Jessica was 34. Yeah, Mark was 24. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And her dog loves wine. Love, she loves wine. <laughs> all right, let's move on. So, wow. Jared, we've all seen the Instagram. Jared Thanks Barnes. To Thanks to you. Yes, on the Thunderblog Instagram. But, Jared, for those that did not see it, Jared and I went golfing with a few friends a couple weeks ago. Wow, it's been two weeks. Um, Jared, on the, I think, 14th hole, hits a ball. And I say midair, oh, Jared, buy us beers, because I think it's going to hit the green. I say that all the time. That's a good shot. It lands. I go, oh, shit, you're going to actually buy us beer. It pings off the flagstick. And we go there, and we real we go to the hole, we go on the green, and we realize it hit off the red fun noodle, the pool noodles that you, you know kids used to hang out on. They stuck it in the hole and gave about an inch inside the cup for the ball to land into. And Bill, it bounced off the fun noodle. Jared got robbed of a hole-in-one. So I took a picture of it. I put it on the Thunderbug Instagram. And Jared, pick it up from there. What happened? So it's a picture of me flipping off the hole with the cigar in one hand. I made the birdie putt. Yeah, that's important. You made the birdie putt. Called a few people. So on the scorecard, it's a two. Or is it? So I get the phone. And we go and see our friends Matt and Mel at their their home. And we start talking about it. it Already getting shit of, oh, it's a good birdie. Oh, that's a birdie. Well, for some people, they're like, hold on a second. That's in. Including. I thought you were going to continue from there. Who did you hear from? So I get a text message last Wednesday, and I immediately send it over to Jordy. Hi, Jared. My name is, and we'll say Andrew Beaton. um, My name is what? And I'm a sports reporter from the Wall Street Journal. Hope this note finds you safely and well during this crazy time. I'm working on a story about golfers and holes in one during the pandemic, and I saw your post. I'd like to set up a time to chat. Long story short and long, Andrew knew his grew up with two guys that went to Lehigh, where me and Jordy went and graduated from. Got my number somehow, shot me a text message, and we talked. <laughs> And he goes, we're going to run a story because of Jordan Spieth dunking with the sandwich. His ball in a program with Tony Romo. The ball hits the disc in the bottom of the hole and bounced out and bounced in the water. I think they were he, just playing together. I don't think it was a pro-am. No, it was, I believe it was a pro-am of some sort. Um, to keep going, he double bogeys it. And Romo's like, yeah, I ain't counting it. He, I, I'm not sure if they talked to Jim Nance. And he's like, hello, friends. Tony Romo. It's beats like I'm counting it. So Jordy's post of me flipping the bird to the hole starts this rigmarole. 
which ends up with me getting interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, which we kept pretty good under cap. We told a few people, come to learn that our friend Lucas, who you golf with, has been interrogated by our good friend Matt DiStefano on whether or not this was a legitimate thing. So I, so Lucas and I talked about this a couple days after you told me, so it's kind of in the middle of this. And I, you know, honestly, we were, we were 190 yards away. We couldn't have, we weren't close enough to see, you know, if it really would have ricocheted off or not, but I firmly stand that it would have gone in. So I have never hit a hole in one and I'm convinced I will never hit a hole in one because I have an Eagle, a two on a par four and my two, the ball was going a lot faster than yours was and it landed in. So I'm, I am convinced that your ball would have hit the pin and fallen straight down. Now, that being said, that's just me. I'm a math guy. I'm not a physics guy, so I cannot tell you. I'm not Bryson DeChambeau. Who Bill is Bill's a, a scientist, though. Bill is a scientist, so you might like Bryson DeChambeau. Don't. He's a weirdo. But he's a phys- He's a, known as the rocket scientist, and he made all of his golf clubs the same length with different angles on the clubs. Oh, okay, yeah. You guys you, have told me about yeah. him. Okay, I don't want to get into this. He's a, he's a weird guy. but he Where's so, a Kanga? He does wear a Kanga. Um, but yeah, so I'm very convinced of it. I think this is an incredible story, Jared, whether or not you want to count it is up to you. I think regardless, I think if for me as your friend, if someone says, have you ever hit a hole in one? I'll be like, no, but, but you remember when they put in the pool noodles inside the hole, my friend got screwed out of one. Now I have a story. You have one of the best stories because it's your story. I'm just stealing ballot from you, (laughs) but this is the greatest thing ever. I I, like, this is, this is better than you hitting a hole in one. I think so. My, I found out from my dad, my pap, my grandfather, my best buddy, this guy back here on the picture, right back here, never hit one. Wow. Um, so I would have loved, because this is what, it's the same moment of when our senior year, I'm on the front page of the brown and white looking like a senator. Mm-hmm. He passed away into that next day. Like, I'm thinking like, if well, that he- was the next day? Yeah, he passed away that night. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like- Anyway, that, inside joke, that, sorry but folks. Yeah, but then, <laughs> not a joke. But well, yeah, it's inside inside of Lehigh. That next Tuesday, I'm on the cover of Brown and White, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. you know, this is normal. So I told my mom, I told my dad, it's actually in the Wall Street Journal in print today. Yes. So uh, my C, my RV, the president of my company is going to give it to me. That's awesome. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to end up taking the picture, getting it printed out. Uh, the ball is currently in the woods on the 15th hole in Kimberly. <laughs> Everybody's like, why didn't you keep it? I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with it. However, I'm going to get a little, little plaque made for it. And then I'm going to get a red fun noodle and put that in the plaque along with mm. the Wall Street Journal article. I love it. That's such a great idea. And I also sent it out to some of my friends and family today through my work account and said, read this article. And I've gotten a good mix. One guy's like, I stopped reading after page two. And I called him. I go, did you read the whole thing? And he goes, he goes, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were quoted in this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where the story is amazing. Once again, if you guys know me, this is par for the course with my life. That something like crazy like this happens. Well, so, it's not par. It's hole in one. Oh, Coach Bill. Bill. That's why he's our coach. Bill, 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 Bill. As, as we know, that Bill Nye story, too, because of Lehigh. Yes. It, it, I've had so yes. many people, yeah, so many people say, Jared, it's a hole in one. And people go, No, it isn't. And then they go, you know what? To think about it. It's I think it's better than you getting a hole in one. That's it's a where COVID. I fall. It's a co it's COVID. 
This it, is the worst this encompasses. This is with, the greatest 2020 thing to ever happen. There's a lot of shitty 2020 things, but this is the best 2020 thing. And and I mean, it's me and Matt still have to have a conversation. <laughs> I'm just, just I'm waiting for the grudge match but, when but I can take you out of Gulf Mills. His meme last night though was priceless. Oh yeah, yeah, you sent me that. All right, but let's move on though. Yeah, please, please. So the next Going. one we got, we got NFL jerseys. Jared and Oops. I have have this is almost a mainstay of our ten topics five minutes of talking about New Jersey and new names, New Jerseys. Hey, Survivor. Um, the beaches are open Memorial Day weekend. Folks. That's true. The Jersey Shore. But six teams have named out new NFL jerseys. Some are great. Some are fucking weird. We got the L.A. Chargers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Browns, the Patriots. The L.A. Rams and the Falcons all naming out New Jerseys. Guys, I think it's pretty clear what's at the top and what's the bottom. But what are your favorites? Bill, please. Uh, for me, it's Rams and Chargers. Hands, you like the Rams down. jerseys? I love the Rams. The Rams are my favorite. Really? Is, th- is that a controversial take? I just think no. their name tags are weird. They look like Dude. they're at a fucking convention. Hold on, let me let me look at this. Let me look at the picture again. Well, those are other things that aren't happening right now. Conventions. Yeah, they got the little like they have the the Los Angeles Rams written instead oh. of over the chest, it's written like over the heart. Hello. Yeah, Hi. it's like up on the shoulder. Okay, I didn't notice that when I first looked at them. But the other I'm thing I think is weird. They it. don't call them their white jerseys. They call them their bone jerseys. Bone. Oh, their their official colors their white. official colors are Rams Royal Bone and Saul. Saul, Saul. better Saul. Call. little, little, little yeah. Spanish, Spanish for Saul. Yeah, I don't know what is that Saul, Spanish? not Saul. Well, I don't. Saul, right. Yeah, that's Spanish for son. Yeah, no, he said Saul like S A U L. Well, it's S O L. Um, and so am I. Man, we're really yeah. No, I think I the think the, the Ram. Now that you point that out, though. It's definitely between the Rams and the Chargers for me. Yeah, the Chargers, are, Chargers, I think, are the clear numero unos. Yeah, for me, it's like one. I think they have probably one of the best color schemes. Yeah. Um, because black, red, and white is really easy, but I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I love the helmets that they have, the design on the helmets, how it's a horn Whoa. that like curls around. Um. Yeah, Whoa. I think it's just. Yeah, I'm just such a fan. I I don't care if it's a controversial take. I like the color scheme. It's bright. It's happy. That's what we need in these trying times. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, The bone is what threw me. Yeah, the bone color. Yeah. Bone. With a freaking bone here. With uh, Chargers are definitely a close second. Yeah, I like the Chargers versatility. The fact they have the six six combinations Mm -hmm. on their tweet that showed it. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they went with three different shades of blue, the the baby blues, which are incredible. Yes. The the absolutely. the royal blue, I think, is pretty sweet. And then I really mm. like the the dark navy. You don't like yeah, it, Jared? Um, the uh, the dark navy is my favorite. Yeah, I think that's really good because they used to build. They had an old jersey that was kind of a in between those two colors back mm-hmm. in like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um. And now they've kind of separated it and made it two different jerseys. And I think it's kind of cool. So, like, instead of just going with, you know, a full black jersey, like so many teams do, the Eagles do that. And I really like their blackout jerseys. 
but a lot of teams do that. It's a Steelers primary color uh, to, to throw Jared a bone. And it's also the University of Iowa's, whoever came up with it first wins a dollar. But the Steelers I just, did. And they I wanted to rile you up. Well, no, I mean, that, doesn't, that doesn't rile me up. This isn't. So I'm going to go through the jerseys. Okay. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. The only jersey out of those that I like is the black with the white pants and the socks. I don't like any of them. Yeah, I think they're all, I, I'm not a fan of any of theirs. That's but, the only um, one I the like. The black ones that don't say ATL, that's the one, those are the ones they're, you like? The old school ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only one. Um, the ATL, I don't like, the, the Hawks do that in basketball. I'm not a fan of that. The Diamondbacks called and they want their third jersey back. Moving on. Okay. MLB Diamondbacks, especially that gradient jersey. Jesus Christ. They, look well, they like got so- rid of that. They got rid of the gradient jersey, the Diamondbacks. Still, did. don't care. The Rams hate the numbers, hate the name tags. My grandfather almost got drafted by the LA Rams. There you go. The first time around. He was either getting drafted by the Rams or the Jets. I've seen his draft letters. Cool. I don't I I hate those numbers. It looks like I don't even know. It looks like uh Calibri. No. Yeah, that's weird. Um Patriots look like Patriots look like shitty Madden jerseys you design and create yeah, a franchise. That's jerseys, not a fan. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan. The They're Browns. The Browns actually, I do like. I like. I think I like their jerseys a lot. I like how Jimmy Lawler's here. Um, still, the mistake by the lake. All I'm saying, it's the Browns. The my box- favorite thing about the Browns jerseys is the socks. Um, oh yeah, the socks. I like are that good. really. Yeah, I love that really classic look of like striped socks, I'm- like right that hit the calves. Jordy, you know me. I'm a socks guy. Yeah, the socks. Not those shocks, but like softball, baseball. The Bucks, other than their doo-doo brown Lehigh jersey, no thank you. Um, not bad. It looks brown, but it's like a grayish, I guess. A pewter? Is it pewter? Yeah, it, it's almost like the Lions, how they have a gray jersey. Yeah. Um, the Chargers, if I had to, the light blue with the white pants is my favorite out of all of them. I hate the Color Rush jerseys. I think they're atrocious. Oh, I love Color Rush. Bill, Color Rush is all one color throughout the scheme. That, I like that. Well, yeah, I love that, Color Rush. And I think the Chargers pull it off because of the lightning bolts. Exactly. They have great placement. Yeah. They really make it dynamic. Yeah, yeah so, I, Bill, what they used to do on Thursday Night Football was both col- both teams did Color Rush. Mm-hmm. So, like, it wasn't one team was in a color and one team was white. Right. Yeah. Uh, one time, the Jets and the Bills played, and they were red and green, and people who were colorblind... <laughs> Couldn't watch oh, yeah. the game. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun fact. Is this? Christmas so, for the rest of us. Yeah. So let's move on because we, we, we're we a little over. Or we're over on that one. But the challenge, which I have become a big fan of. Jared, I don't think, has watched. But the formerly MTV Real World versus Road Rules Challenge. Now just the challenge. It's in its 35th season. So a little bit behind Survivor. <laughs> Not as old because they, yeah, they pump them out like that. But it is pretty entertaining this year. It is called Total Madness is the theme of the season. They were pre-quarantining, and they were quarantined. Yeah, that's, they, they that's are, one of my notes. They So, Jared, they normally film the season in a house. They just have a sweet mansion. They all live there. They all get hammered. They go out, have a good time. Half of them hook up with each other. It's like the real world, but they all beat each other up. Now they're living in a bunker. It's called Total Madness, and we got kind of, this week we got kind of an interesting episode. So it's kind of funny, Bill. You mentioned in our Survivor Philly group chat 
about Survivor not being afraid of ending the episode without a boot, which the challenge up until two seasons ago frequently did. And then last season, they frequently ended it on a boot at the end of an elimination. Mm -hmm. This year, this is the first time that they haven't done that. They stopped in the middle of a cycle, so they did the challenge to determine okay. who was in who was in what they called the tribunal, which they shouldn't be using anymore because it used to be three people, hence tribunal. Um, now it can be four people, it can be five people. This one I think happened to be three, but but so we're in the middle of this cycle where the three people in charge have already been determined. They're trying to figure out who is going to go into elimination, and we got a lot of storylines out of this episode, so it was very there good to bring this one up. And yeah. Bill, I want to hear some of your notes on this. Oh boy, should I just rapid fire my notes? Yeah, yeah, shoot them off. And if you have questions, we can pause. All <laughs> right. Um, at first, I wrote, "Are Red Skulls fire tokens?" But by the end of it, I figured out they're not. Yeah. Um, so, so Jared, the idea of the, fi- of the 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 Red Skull is that to make the final round, you have to win an elimination challenge, which we see at the end of the episode. If you win one, you get a Red Skull. If you lose, you're out. Total elimination challenge, like the show from Japan. Uh, no, it's like one. it's like mini games. Um, oh, okay. All right, Bill. Uh, Wes and Bananas haven't had a real job in over a decade, and that's the American dream. Um, at that's one true. point, I CT's, at one point I wrote CT's Instagram handle is famous for nothing. He's not famous for nothing. He's been famous since like the last time I watched the challenge was probably in high school. So the fact that I recognized Wes, Bananas, Anissa, like good on them. Yeah. Um. I wrote sex in a porta potty. Dot dot dot. Total <laughs> madness indeed. <laughs> uh, where did all these British people come from? Oh, Jordy. So it's funny you say that, Jared. So a couple years ago, they t- they started bringing in international reality contestants. Are they from the Jordy Shore? Kyle is from the Jordy Shore. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm very happy that he got on the show because now people know how to spell my name and pronounce it correctly. But then, so Bill, one of the seasons was War of the Worlds, which featured a lot of international contestants. And then War of the Worlds 2 was U.S. versus U.K. So that's where a lot of these U.K. people came from. So it was essentially the Ryder Cup. Kind of. Not the Thunder Cup. No. Uh, Considering Survivor invented feminism last night, this show feels very unwoke. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, so it's very. All the men on the challenge are usually pretty scummy. Last night's not a good showing for men on the challenge. It was not. Um, I I wrote, I have met so many lesbians like Casey. Uh, Anissa being the rational older lesbian is sending me. I miss bars. Um, Is it Nanny or Nani? Nani. All the British people couldn't pronounce her name. Nani spilling the noodles, then threatening to throw them, is also sending me. Everybody hurts. I'm dead. They started playing <laughs> Everybody Hurts yeah, in that scene. Everybody hurts. Oh my god! And there was a. They zoomed in on the noodles that had fallen on the ground and yeah. were probably not cleaned up overnight. No, Jenna. Um, why is this show so 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 unwoke? <laughs> so um, true. Uh, are Jenna and Zach a couple that people like, or do you not care about their relationship drama? So they like recent, they got back. I, I think they got back there a couple of years ago. They were, mm-hmm. they were broken up, which I think is like where Zach's getting pissed off at. 
and Emily can explain this a lot better than I can, but Zach's like a, Zach's a huge dick to her. And it's like, when we see them together, we really don't like him. When Zach's not, right. when Zach's on the show and Jenna's not there, th- like Zach is fine. And I kind of forgot about that they were together because Jenna wasn't on last season and Zach was, but Zach is a huge dick. Um, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting that when I remember the challenge, there weren't so many complicated stories that were tied to like external to the season. I feel yeah. this is a like, much more like meta season. Contained. It's gotten yeah, a lot it feel, more meta it feels the like last couple of years. Yeah. Um, love that the driving force to win for a lot of these people is that they want to buy houses. We love being millennials. Um, these relationships all seem incredibly healthy. And yeah. it's too bad they is, didn't show more of Dean Rogan. Because that was a driving force of the first couple episodes, and it sucked. Um, wait, I also had clarifying questions. Is Nani a lesbian or bisexual? So I was wondering that. They've never really shown her into girls, so she must be bisexual. Mm-hmm. It seems she... like the... Ch- and Anissa is a lesbian, right? I think or she I... might be bi. bi. But I, they seem to it's, be been, good... it's been well established that Anissa is into girls. So it's, it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They seem to do a very, uh, they seem to fill out the cast with a very healthy number of uh, queer women, which is great. Um, yeah, I yeah, and they've West had a decent amount of, they've had a decent amount of, of queer men as well. Jose from Big Brother's been on a number of times. Um, they had a non-binary who, I think he was assigned male at birth for mm-hmm. one season. So he counted like for guys eliminations, but right. he, he had a, non, a non-binary person on once. Um. A lot of these girls look like Amber from Love is Blind. Will we see a Love is Blind crossover? Who from Love is Blind would do the best on the challenge? So Emily and I have talked about this. We think Mark is probably a really good candidate to cross over. I think Mark's a lock. I think yeah, Mark will. I think he's a lock. Yeah. Um, and because a lot of the way that they've gotten some of the American contestants is that they've done, they put them on X on the beach and mm-hmm. then brought him to the challenge. Like Jay was Jay from Survivor was right. on was on the the challenge this season. He and Morgan Willett were on X on the Beach together. Morgan came to to the challenge first, cheated on Jay with Johnny Bananas, and now she and Johnny oh, Bananas boy. are together. Oh boy, Morgan was probably like twelve years old when Johnny Bananas. Yeah, was she first just turned twenty six, <laughs> and Johnny Bananas is probably like forty. Oh my god. Yeah, not yeah, Jared. It's not good. Um. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, I think Mark's a lock. I think if they wanted to roll the dice on Jeff, on Messica, or Amber, one or the other, I think, I think Amber and Mark would be most likely that I could see doing it. But I feel like Cameron, and they talked about oh, this in part. Yeah, of, that's Cameron a good point. Would they talked about this on part of my take? Cameron would destroy them. Yeah, because he's like the nerd who learned how to lift, right? Yeah. And he would just, I feel like Cameron, like oh, I follow Cameron yeah. on Instagram. His, his creepiness though, that, that's one thing. Cameron got a creepiness factor to him. But he's I don't know. Just it's it's such, a, some of the people stuff. on the show, especially when they bring in the international people, like some of them love that shit. Like they, the British people, especially like eat up, like really? eat up the, the Americans just being American. They love mm-hmm. that shit. Um, but they're like, and also, there's also the Brits just all banding together and being the Brits. But like when Turbo, Turbo's a guy who was on Turkish Survivor, Turbo, yeah, yeah, and he won his first time. Then he got kicked off last season for being what is Turkish Survivor? 
That's Survivor sounds, Turkey. Survivor from the country. Well, of from the country I mean, of Turkey. Like, that sounds legit, though. Jared, go look up Tur- Turbo from from the channel. Like, just look that up on the challenge. This guy is a How crazy person, and he barely okay. speaks English. So, like, someone being creepy is like, they'll, he'll either get called out right away and probably an early boot, mm-hmm. or yeah. he'll just be like someone's boy and be dragged around. Which was kind kind of the point of the Red Skulls is that. Last season, especially, there were people who never went into eliminations and backdoored their way into winning because they just happened to do well in the final challenge because they survived for so long. So I think the the producers were like, "Fuck it, we need to make these people take risks." So you and need that's to... why they're. Is that why they're all afraid of the girl with the lip injections? Oh Ooh. yeah, Jenny. Jenny is yeah. For one, um, yes, they're very noticeable. But for Wait, two. Wait. I'm going to look this up. Jenny the challenge. Jenny from the challenge. She is yoked and can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah, the girls are insane. All the, all, like, right. all the guys I expect yeah. them to be in good shape, but the girls are all They're in very good, good shape. shape. And a lot of them are like, a lot of them basically have fitness That's, IGs. Yeah. Um, if you If you follow them at all. Like, none of them are trying to be like, the thirst traps they post are very like, does she lift. have injections though? Uh, wh- me... Go watch the episode, Jared, and you'll you'll notice it. Um, oh my God, she looks like um, oh the the fish from um, hold up from Fishtail or Shark yeah. Tail? Shark Tail. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know what you mean. Um, yep. Let's shy away like... from that because I feel like we're we're reaching some border. Um, yeah. I just said the show is unwoke, so yeah. Let, let's, let's not contribute. Let's oh, yep. veer away from this. Um, yep. Yeah, totally. So we'll we'll so we had two more two more topics written down. We can do streaming suggestions basically as a parting note. Jared, NASCAR is back this weekend. Explain NASCAR to me and Bill. What are we looking for? Uh the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, that's that is the acronym NASCAR, is back and it's the first major sport to come back. So there was a very interesting interview that Dale Earnhardt Jr. did on his podcast, the Dale Jr. podcast. I think that's what it's called sure there okay sure yep yep i'll, I'll take your word uh, no junior download um nascar comes back this week and the real F- heroes 400 at darlington at 3 30 on sunday usually you go to the next sunday for a race however not not so fast 7 30 wednesday night whoa is the next race NASCAR, apparently, Steve Phelps was on, uh, Undercover Boss. They have him on one episode. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, And I forget where he came from. But Steve Phelps, he was like the COO of it and all that. Um, For that, they've been thinking about having Wednesday night races for a while. Now, it's for a lot of folks. So doubling up? Doubling up. Yeah, so you say that. Um, So Darlington's back-to-back. And then Charlotte's back-to-back. The Coke 600 is happening the 24th, and then they're going to have another race on the 27th. Is so, it, so the Coke 600 is always Memorial Day, right? Correct. And is I've it been on Memorial Day, or is it the Sunday of Memorial Day it's weekend? The Sunday before. I've been to that ah, race. Okay. It's a crazy race. Cool. Um, it's the longest race in NASCAR. Yeah, I knew that. So then they're going to go to Bristol and only have one Bristol event so far. So here's what's, what's occurred. They've talked to the governors of the states that they can, a crew member can wake up in his own bed, to quote Mr. Phillips, wake up in his own bed, drive to the track, go to the race, and then go home at night. Now, 
uh, some of these crew members. When you say crew, do you mean track crew or like crew of a racer? Track crew, pit crew, car chiefs, everybody who works on the car. Oh, My concern okay. with some of them is they spend so much. Is that dangerous for them to then be driving home? Because a lot of them, it's a lot of it's around just Charlotte. So South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee. And then after that is, uh, let's see here. Then they're going to go to Atlanta. Then they will go to Martinsville for a Wednesday night race. Then they'll go to Miami. Miami is no longer the last race of the year. Then they'll go to Dega, Talladega. Love Dega. I would love to go to Dega. Oh, there's... I'll, I'll send you guys a funny YouTube video yeah. about Talladega. I went to Talladega, Bill, five years ago after my friend's wedding that was in Northern oh, yeah. Alabama. It was incredible. So, it's like a different world, eh? It is. And I, the funniest is that I napped through, it's like a 200-lap race, and I napped mm -hmm. through like laps 89 through 130. And I felt Sorry, really bad because I, I got free tickets to this thing from the guys yeah. that were at the wedding. I needed to kill time on Sunday. They're like, oh, come to the race with us. I felt terrible, and I woke up and I like, turned to the one guy I was closer to and be like, "I feel really bad. I was napping." He's like, "No, no, no that's normal. That's normal. It's okay." I was like, "Oh, all right, cool. Let's let's get another beer." Like, Round two, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, right. how long does how long does a lap take, Jared? Talladega. Talladega is the longest track. It's two point six two miles. I think Dega is rough. I think it was. I think it was two hundred. No, a lap. A lap's roughly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's 40 some odd seconds for a lap. How many seconds? 40 some odd seconds. Wait, now, okay. So 40 going seconds. 206 miles an hour at this point, too, because you got to right. remember you're going around a 2.6.2 mile track. 40 seconds times uh, 40 laps. No, it's a two. It's a it's a 500 mile race. Okay. You're right. I was trying to calculate how long Jordy was asleep for. <laughs> Listen to I'm this. Like thinking like, oh, like that many laps, like that's like a 30 minute nap, but I feel like uh, maybe a bit quicker. Now, the races that are going to be on Wednesday nights are going to be shorter. So the Wednesday night Martinsville race, Martinsville is a, is a short track. It's 263 miles. That's going to start at seven in the evening. Miami, listen to this schedule. They're going to run the truck race at 1230. Then they're going to run the Xfinity race at 3.30. Is Miami gonna... a popular race? What's that? Is Miami a popular race? It used to be the final race of the season. It was the Ford 400 weekend. Shout out to our buddy, Mike. Okay. Who Ford. Um, it's a cool track. I've been there too. We were there for the inaugural uh, Nextel Cup, me and my papa. That was the like one of the last races we went to. Or no, Bristol was. Mm. Bristol's the most popular because it's to quote Kyle Petty, famous Petty's, the son of Richard Petty. It's like flying fighter jets in a gymnasium. Whoa. It's the last great Coliseum. If we could ever go to a race other than Dover, Bristol is a quarter of a mile. Dover. That Dover should be like the three of us, Matt, DeStefano, Matt Adams. Look at the whole crew. We just go and down it, there, it, fuck around for a little bit, go to the race. Very affordable. Yeah. To put it into perspective, I was at the Sharpie 500 at Bristol. I got a full pack of Sharpies thrown at me. And we're talking like the that's fun. 20, 20 colors of Sharpies. That's like that's like a Colgate-Cornell game at either ice. Yep. So to, to just end it up, they've thought about doing Wednesday races for a while. 
because they know right now they could get a million plus new fans by people watching a live sporting event. NASCAR is the number one spectator sport in the U.S. Right now. It it has been for years. Wait, And that's because of the number of people that watch it. Now, it's not like... Just in television ratings alone. It's not a religion like NFL is. Right. But in the South, it is. Um, so Miami there, and then they're going to race the Xfinity is going to race another race the next day at 12. So if you wreck a car, you wreck two cars, you're out for the next day. Cause yeah, usually, so, so do they have like, so how does that work? Do they have like, uh, just a, a garage full of backup parts or like what happens with it? Do they have to order parts trailer. like in the week? So um, the, the trailers, the tractor trailers that yeah. they bring them in. There's two cars usually in there. I don't know if they have three now. And both are approved? Like, and they're all good to go? But they have to go through spec. So they might be able to go through spec Uh, one time. Like like lacrosse sticks and hockey curves. Correct. Uh, But they have this. It's called the... I'm going to call it like what Ricky Bobby calls it, the the Nighthawk 4000, the knife you can get at Walmart. It's something similar to that. It's a something hawk. But the car goes into this dark room now, and it's scanned. And oh. if any body part is off, if it's green, it's good. If it's red, it's bowed out. If it's gray, it's like in the gray area. Oh. They no longer do the templates. They haven't done it for years, but it's 3D of these cars. Um, it's it's crazy how they're going to do the schedule. They're going to try to get all 36 races in. Richmond lost a race. Um, Richmond, Chicago land another because they're working. How is, with- how is Governor Wolf responding to Pocono? Is he good with it? Uh, as of right now, this is showing me that Pocono is going to have a race the 27th and 28th, but they're all going to be July or of May July. Okay. It's all going to be without fans. Yeah. I figured that So Pocono is going to be the first back to back race in NASCAR history where they're going to race Saturday and then they were going to race Sunday. Oh shit. So both the Pocono races are the same weekend. Same weekend. The 27th. And 20th. Yeah. Yeah. That's and crazy. that was actually the first. The first race I ever went to in 96 was Pocono. That's pretty cool. Where are the Poconos been, is Pocono Raceway? Mm-hmm. I've been to 11, Long Pond, Pennsylvania. So where is that off of 33 or is that off of 476? It's been so long, Jordy, I couldn't tell you. All right, Google would, would do it. So. I'm fact-checking fact this yeah. now. Um, but it, just the way yeah. that they're going to do a Wednesday night race, they're trying to bring That's interesting. The car tomorrow that we talked about a way back now, that's pushed off to 2022. Okay. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to really enjoy watching the race or at least taping it this weekend. If I can't watch it, um, the Wednesday night race, I'm really going to be interested in. I, I think we should all kind of live watch that if we can. What next? Just, what? Yeah. Now there's no survivor. I mean, we could. Wednesday night. Um, the Coke 600 is always a good race. Um, and just how they're, they're going to put in all 36 races this year. Indy 500 is canceled, right? That I'm unsure of. Yeah, all right. I, I think so because yeah. it's who 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 knows what's going to happen right now because there's a lot of races that are subject to change, and then also if this flares back up in the fall, because there's going to be no fans at these events, you know. And I, and yeah, I, think we, I said this with Seth on Friday. I'm pretty convinced that fans are kind of we're. We should write off 2020 for going to events. We'll get our 90 bucks back from the Phillies for the April. You should have gotten it already. I got it today. I got to check my check. Yeah, my I just got it today. 
you know, it, it's, I look at it this way and we've talked about this it, to, to just overall, cause we are a sports podcast as much as this is the 10 topics, five minutes or three topics in 85 minutes. <laughs> That's actual factual right there. <laughs> yeah. No. There are things in our lives that we're going to have to deal with. And, and, and this is, I'll, I'll say the only serious note that we have here with this podcast tonight. There are much bigger things than sports. And I understand athletes need to get paid. I understand that the crews or the people who work at the stadiums need to get paid. And we've talked about that saga, especially in NHL. I'd love to shave this beard off here come June 1st, because I've heard a rumor that the NHL is coming back then. I don't believe that. The AHL has canceled the rest of next year. They've canceled their season. Well, yeah, the, the, the rest, of, the this rest year, of this year. They could they, come back in the fall. Possibly. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, major leagues thinking of starting July 1st without fans. We can watch baseball in Korea right now. It's like five o'clock in the morning. Um, wild shit. Oh God. That one home run that dude hit the other night. Did you see that? I did not. Oh, towering blast. It looked like Joe Flannery. Smoking Good inside joke. That is a guy we play softball with. That's correct. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's one of those where we need to, as much as that's our reprieve we have to realize it's not coming back anytime soon because there's a safety issue. Those people sweat. And now they're even saying today that by talking, there's a possibility you can get the novel coronavirus through talking in air droplets. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm just going to stay in my house. It's fine. But I ran today. So I probably have the COVID. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those where as much as I'd love to see NASCAR, as much as I'd love to see sports, we have to be patient with it. And, and, and do what we can with that. That's, that's my soapbox. I'll get off of it. Yeah. I think, I mean, we don't need to go when I think yeah. things are going to come back. Cause we need to figure out testing. I said that on Friday. It's going to say it again, testing, testing, testing. That being said, let's finish this out. Quick streaming yeah. suggestions. Um, there's been a bunch of movies that have dropped on Netflix recently. We watched the half of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this man, past. I could, we could do a whole podcast on that. I didn't realize you watched that. Yeah. Yeah. I th- do you like it? <laughs> Um, I have thoughts. Yeah, I have thoughts too. I get in in a word, no. I didn't, I like, didn't the, like it. I didn't like the. I think maybe it's because I'm from a more suburban area. The rural, super religious shit. I was not a fan of. Ugh. Don't yeah, go to I'm, the middle of the state then. Here, the comedy. I could. Uh, I could go on and on about it. Yeah. There were some. So you, you would be better to, to analyze it than I would. Yeah. Yeah. That was my. That was like my like. I felt. I felt weird about all that. Like the responses to some of the stuff in that. Uh, but I, I mean, I would still suggest watching it. It was entertaining. It's a good. Yeah, yeah it, it was a good I, movie. I would do. It was good. I liked it until like some basically the third act. Of the yeah, film. that's the perfect way to put it. The third act yeah. was what what kind of off, off uh, put me off on it. Didn't didn't stick the landing too. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? We oh, Bill. Since you suggested it to me, we finally started Community. And I've, oh yeah, I have turned turned the code on it. I I originally in its original run, our freshman year at Lehigh, I did not like it, and I have completely enjoyed it. We are like almost done season one, and it's incredible. I know a lot. I like this is ten years later, and a lot of people really enjoyed Community, but it's on Netflix now, and it turned me. I've, I've built a commune. Or no, that's Parks and Rec. Damn it! Well, I've built a Kaboom <laughs> playground, so it's very close to that episode of Parks. And Rec. I fell in the pit. Yeah. Jared, what are you watching? Nothing really, man. No? I, I mean, 
No, I'm listening to old Chicklets podcasts and I'll turn on the news. I'm reading books. The Marty Smith book, I've gotten into it. I just started reading that. It's actually a really good one. Um, that'll be book number five if I ever get through it. Wow. Uh, yeah, and Jerry there's the chapter, the chapter number four when he talks about Olivia, who's a special Olympics athlete. It is five or set, five to seven pages long. I can't remember. I wept. Oh, man when after those five pages just because that's that's tough and he starts the book with talking about him Saban and Tebow jumping off a off a deck into a lake in Alabama think about that yeah but just just that chapter of he meets this special Olympian talks to her because she's sitting by herself she also has cancer too and she's going through oh oh I'm going to be, I'm going to be a fucking ball of tears if I read that. He wins two medals. Okay. She then passes away. She willed him her medal. One of her medals. Oh man. Dude. I was, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm dead. I'm I'm done. I mean, no. And you know what? I was like, it's, I'm, I'm shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, Shit. I mean it's, it's it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely beautiful. I haven't read since then. Oh man, well we uh, ended this on a little more of a somber note, but it's it's a celebration. No, it's though. a great that's that's a great story. Um, any any happier things we're watching? We want to end on. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> my lemon tree has um, two new lemons. Oh, that's good. He thought it was dead. That's actually really never, happy. Never thought Leo was dead. Just uh, it's it's, it's Leo the one. lemon tree. Oh, that's great. Uh, but go, guys, this was a ton of fun. We're yes, definitely doing this again. We're gonna find we're gonna find other shit to, to watch now that Survivor's done. That we mm-hmm. as a group watch. Should we'll we, get Tatum involved. I was gonna say Coach Tots. Yeah, Coach we'll get Tatum, we'll get Tatum involved. We'll find some maybe you guys catch up on the challenge and watch Should the, rest we, of the season with me. I'm kind of tempted to. Yes. Would you consider getting the five irons crew in one? I'd love that. That'd, That'd be, be great. fun. Well, wait, I'm so, talking like I had the. So, the one of thing course. I've thought Let's of, add them right people now. have asked me about podcasts larger than three or four people, and mm-hmm. my only thing about doing a podcast larger than it. So I've only done three in, uh, online. Doing four, we need is very doable, and getting Tatum involved in this sort of thing is easy. Getting more than that. So if it was you, me, so if it was so for those that don't know, Jared, Jared and I joined the five iron Philadelphia golf league when it first opened here and Bill and our friend Tatum were our coaches, AKA they just came and drank with us while we played. We were on a free agent team. We met two guys. They've become pretty good buddies of ours. So what Jared is suggesting is the six of us all hop on one to have six people on for a podcast. It would be a lot of fun to do, but we also would have to make sure it's fairly organized of like, how mm-hmm. we're doing it in a roundtable fashion. So we, if we plan it, it's very doable. Is the is the answer to that? Because there have been suggestions from other people, from Seth, of trying to do not to just throw names around, but from Seth to do like one with our whole softball team. Which I was like, hey, with fifteen people, we need to figure out some way to organize it. Like, there's a way to do it, but we need to organize it. So that's that's my answer to it. So if we come up with a good idea of how we want to do it, I'm all for it to experiment. Not just chaos, chaos theory. Yeah, I mean, controlled chaos, you know. Well, going back to community, from what I know of the episodes, there's a chaos theory episode. 
Well, I think I I think Jordy personally, Bill, awesome having you on, dude. Glad you. I know. 100%. I miss you. I miss you too so much. Oh my god! I want to come back. I miss to you sit. a ton. I want to come back to Philly, but it's not like we can, you know, like go out and like grab a Dude, beer. you're in the yellow stage right now. We're still in red. At least get bring me some smiley cookies so I like know what home tastes like. From eating from eating puke. <laughs> is that oh, what you, you is that where you want day. your cookies from? <laughs> Bill, you're dead to me. <laughs> what and on that note. And on well, that, yeah, on that note. Everybody. I'll bring you stuff from like Wegmans. Nah, mm-hmm. Reggie's. Let's go. Reggie, yeah, let's go. Puke, you son of a bitch. Wow. Uh, man, yeah, I got some stories from Wegmans, Bill. I used to. I worked at one one summer. You worked at? Oh man, Wegman, I have some we, stories. I live about. Uh, currently, we're about like a, a five minute drive, less than that yeah. to Wegmans. Yeah. My mom. My is sister too. worked at. My sister worked at it in high school and. Ask her about the W stretches. The W stretch. We didn't even have them at Walmart. Oh, wait a minute. We did have them at Walmart, though, when I worked there. For As a quick, if you ever go to a Wegmans, mm-hmm. it may not be now because of the COVID, but normally, I, I think it's, if I remember correctly, it's 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. They will say over the PA system, attention Wegmans employees, it's time for the W stretches. Everyone Whoa. leaves their stretch their stations Meets in the produce area because it's the most open. We all get in one giant circle and you stretch. Okay, that is very specific to whatever Wegmans you grew up with because that there are two Wegmans in Erie and neither of them do that. I can That's guarantee. Our, it's I think it's a it's Wegmans a policy because Wegmans is what? not to get not to go back into politics, but Wegmans is very anti-union and I think this is a way that if they ever tried to unionize. Say like we hunt. get you to stretch so that you don't pull your back reaching up to the, the top zone. of the shelf. Lift in the green zone, Jordy. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to ask my yeah, sister we- and get confirmation. Wegman's hooks you that. up with a lot of maybe, and maybe since she worked there, maybe maybe depending on when we both worked there, it, it could be something. Well, if you if you were in high school when you worked there, it was the year after college. It was I got hired by Vanguard, and while mm, I was okay. waiting to start that job, I worked at the Wegmans in Malvern. Yeah, but it's basically like they give you a ton of free meals and shit. It's a lot of stuff, like a lot of perks, basically, so that like you don't want to unionize is is the point of it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. My sister was there in high school. They gave her a scholarship to college. So yeah, they we, do we that. Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them talking about that. Yeah, uh, we we're because of, of places that family. hire under eighteen year olds. Like Wegmans is like one of the better places for high school kids to work, or at least they say they are. Yeah. They've won awards, so I have to believe them. Yeah, they're they're a great company. Yeah, it's a great um, company to work for. Um, I used I used to go multiple times a day when I was uh Oh, it's the, it's great. When I was home. Wegmans is fantastic. You go, the, oh, it's you go for your coffee yeah. in the morning, you go at lunch for a sandwich, you go Now they call it the Buzz, the coffee shop. It used to just be Wegmans Ooh. Coffee, now it's the Buzz. Wow. Anyway, yeah. that's going to do it. Yeah. Cuz we're really getting into some some weeds here. <laughs> Guys, I really appreciate yeah. it. Well, we're definitely going to do this again. Everybody yes, go absolutely. subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening. Thank you for checking this out. I know that a number of our Survivor Philly friends said they were going to check this out. If you have, if they have checked it out before, thank you for checking it out again. Subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Jordo9 for me. Are you Build the Chemist on Twitter as well? I don't have a Twitter. You don't have a Twitter? I build the Chemist on use, Instagram on for, for yes. Bill. And then JSB46 for Jared, ThunderBLG for the Thunderblog, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, and join our Facebook group, 
the bullpen card podcast, be a part of the conversation. Unlike normal 10 topics, five minutes, I normally put up polls to say, to ask what topics you guys want to hear from, but I knew we were going to talk about survivor for a bit. I knew we had, we had some other stuff. So kind of restricted this one a little bit, but going forward, we'll definitely want to hear from you guys. Cause I feel like we'll want to get some mailbags in or something like that. But guys, this is a ton of fun. I will talk to you soon. Everybody have a great weekend and go sports. And as always, Philadelphia, I I tell you to stay classy. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay safe. There it is. Thank you so much for having me, Jordy.